Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina. Xavier and Pratik are on assignment this week, so I will be going at this thing by myself, solo, mano y mano, one-on-one. I will be running the gauntlet. I will be here. I will be discussing some total non-stop action. Hell yeah, you guys. Uh, Before we do this, let's go back. Let's go way back. Way back to the early 2000s. WSW closed its doors. Uh, we had about a year or so until we found an alternate. You know, there's a few people came and went. You know, Hulk Hogan's XWF, uh, WWA in Australia. You know, a few companies had come and gone in that time frame. Uh, but one that came and stuck out was called NWA Total Nonstop Action. That's right. TNA, everybody. I remember watching uh, people like AJ Styles defending the X Division title against people like Chris Sabin and Frankie Kazarian, which is crazy because I'm going to talk about 2024 Hard to Kill and Chris Sabin and Frankie Kazarian are there, right? Uh, I'm talking about like 2002, 2003. And they're still there, like 20-something years later. AJ Styles, still killing the game. He's not there anymore, but he's on a much, much bigger platform, a much bigger stage. You know, he's definitely uh, glowing up. He had the glow up. AJ Styles, shout out to AJ. Phenomenal one, baby. P1, hell yeah, dude. Uh, AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. And uh, so, so he was the reason why I got hooked. He was the main reason why I really enjoyed and loved watching Total Nonstop Action, TNA Wrestling. Uh, Eventually, they broke off from the NWA, and they they introduced their own titles, TNA titles, and and it was cool, you know? Uh, But then things kind of, you know, 2010, they brought in Hulk Hogan, and things kind of went south, because Hulk Hogan took them from the grassroots, you know, built from the ground up, uh, the alternative, you know, different than and he kind of made them wwe light you know wwe uh like the walmart version of wwe i don't know you know and uh, that really killed the momentum they had i felt and it really killed a lot of their luster and a lot of their fan base i feel like uh, you know including myself a lot of their fans kind of like jump ship or kind of gave up on them at that point right wwe started getting better and it's like well is if this product is is the same as that product, but this product over here is better, then why am I gonna want to come over here to the to the less than? You know, I would enjoy TNA if they were an alternative, but not not a watered down you know Walmart Safeway brand version of WWE. You know, at that point, you know you could take them or leave them, and I'll just leave them. You know. I mean, I still watched it begrudgingly, you know. Uh, but I, you know, within I would say within uh. You know, 2011, 2012. Also, you know, I got into like a long-term relationship. So that was a little bit different. I moved into a place I didn't have cable, you know. And so it was a little bit harder to watch it for me. Um, but I don't, I didn't really watch it 2012 and on. Um, and it kind of fell off a little bit. I watched a little bit in 2013 uh, when AJ Styles' run, you know, was coming to an end. Uh, he was uh, the phenomenal emo kid or whatever they called him. And, and you know... It was okay, I guess. It was different. They were trying something really different with him. They did the whole uh, Claire Lynch thing, and it was it was bad. It was bad. It was not fun at all. But anyways, 
Uh, AJ Styles ended up leaving uh, the company because they asked him to take a pay cut, even though he was the greatest thing that company ever saw. And then he uh, went off to New Japan and he became an even bigger star. And then he was in New Japan for like two, three years. And then he got signed to the biggest company in the world, World Wrestling Entertainment. And he showed up in the 2016 Royal Rumble, you guys. 2016 Royal Rumble. You know what that means? That means 2024 Royal Rumble marks eight years. Eight years since the Phenomenal One has graced WWE with his phenomenal presence. I know I went on a tangent. It was AJ Styles. AJ Styles has nothing to do with Hard to Kill. But I'm painting a picture. I'm painting a picture for you. So around the time AJ Styles goes to WWE, you know, Dixie Carter is running TNA. And she's not very good, you know. Um, I'm not going to talk badly about Dixie Carter, you know, because she kept the company afloat and she, she did them a solid. She, she made sure people got paid, you know, she, she sponsored, whatever. I don't know. It's not sponsored, but like she, she, you know, her dad was Panda Energy and that was what funded the whole company funded, not sponsored. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, so the, the dad funded the whole company, you know, Pan Energy for all these years. People got paid. They were alternative for a long time, for a very long time, until, of course, Hogan came in, right? And the wheels started falling off. And then at some point, uh, I don't know if it was Hogan's doing or if it was Dixie's idea, but, like, Dixie wanted to become, like, the Vince McMahon of TNA. She wanted to, like, be on camera and be the authority figure and, like, have this beef with AJ Styles. And, and when Hogan walked out, she, like, held his leg and he just, like, drug her out. Like, it was not good TV, you guys. So, anyways... Uh, Dixie Carter brings in Billy Corgan, right? And and in return of uh, Billy Corgan, so I believe, if, if I have the facts correctly, uh, Billy Corgan gave X amount of money to the company, you know, to keep them going, right? Because at this point, Pan Energy is sick of their bullshit. At this point, Pan Energy is like, uh-uh, no more, uh-uh, like Steve Austin. Uh, so, so, so Dixie brings in Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan is what they call a money mark. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Say it with me again. Slower. Money mark. So what a money mark is, it's a guy with a lot of money that just wants to just get into the wrestling business and he gets kind of taken advantage of and then he just spends his money and that's it. And then he's asked out. Money mark, Corgan. Uh, anyway, so Billy Corgan comes in. He gives TNA, I don't know, X amount of money. And in return... Dixie Carter, and I, I don't know the facts. I wasn't there. I just know what I know from the internet, from the liars on the internet. So if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Don't sue me. Um, just, 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 you know, tell me that I'm right. Anyway, regardless. So, so, Billy Corgan gives TNA X amount of dollars, you know, for them to to pay people and to and to be a flow and to to whatever, right? Because Spike TV's done with their shit, Panda Energy's done with their shit, because they've been going downhill for several years now. This is around the same time that AJ shows up in the WWE. Okay, so this is around 2016, uh, maybe even sooner. I don't know when Billy Corgan shows up in TNA, but anyway, so Billy Corgan gives X amount of dollars to TNA Wrestling, and in return. Dixie Carter, I guess not Dixie Carter. In return, TNA Wrestling gives Billy Carter, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, X amount of percent of ownership of the company, right? So Billy Corgan owns a percentage of the company, but he gave the, the, the money to TNA as a loan, okay? 
and 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 in, in return he gets X amount of ownership, which is his dream come true because he's always wanted to own a wrestling promotion. Money Mark. And anyways, so uh, allegedly Money Mark. I'm sorry. So uh, Billy Corgan. Uh, you know, things aren't going his way. Uh, he wants the money back. Uh, Dixie says no. And it turns into this whole thing where it's like, she was like, it wasn't a loan. And he's like, yes, it was. And they go to this court. They go to court. I don't know what the fucking outcome of the court battle was. But all I know is that Billy Corgan and TNA Wrestling went their separate ways. Okay. Now, TNA Wrestling and Billy Corgan go their separate ways. Now, let's follow both of these two on their journey. Okay. AJ Styles is at this point. WWE champion, I'm assuming, because he came in, he did the Rumble, Roman looked surprised, and within like six months, AJ Styles, was it within six months or was it within a year? I don't know. But really quickly, uh, sooner than not, AJ Styles became the World Wrestling Entertainment World Champion. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, anyway, so Billy Corgan, uh, where was I? Billy Corgan leaves TNA Wrestling. I don't know what the outcome of the court case was. He must have got some money back. I'm, I'm not sure. He goes, he buys... So he, he funds a company called Lightning One. So Billy Corgan starts a new company. It's just a company. It's just a business company. It's not wrestling. It's just a business company, entertainment company, whatever the case, right? Lightning One. Lightning One goes out. This is like within, you know, a year's time frame, whatever. I think this is 2017. I'm not 100% sure. Lightning One purchases. Lightning One. I'm going to repeat this. Lightning One purchases the National Wrestling Alliance. Lightning One Purchases and now owns NWA, the most prestigious wrestling promotion in the world. The most oldest prestigious wrestling promotion that ever existed. NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, Billy Corgan doesn't own this, okay? Lightning One owns this. Billy Corgan owns Lightning One, a.k.a. Billy Corgan owns NWA, all right? So Billy Corgan owns the NWA. So he goes and he does what he does. He hires uh, a racist. He hires, I don't know what he, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, allegedly, Tyrus uh, went on to like, Tyrus said something recently. That this is recent. This isn't like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think this is last year. Tyrus said something like, uh, if my kids uh, ever change their pronouns, I will beat their ass. Or something along those lines where he threatened violence on his own children if they decided uh, that they wanted different pronouns than, than their birth pronouns, which, you know, okay, okay, look, I'm not going to hate on your beliefs. You can believe what you want. Your pronouns can be whatever they want, okay? Even if I don't like it, even if Cyrus, Tyrus, Byrus, whatever the hell his name is, even if he doesn't like it, like, threatening violence is insane, on your own children for like for for wanting to be uh, a different label like even if you don't agree with it even if you don't like it even if it's not like something that pleases you threatening violence on your own children are you are you are you kidding me okay anyway um allegedly right go look it up i don't know i don't know the details i'm just making shit up um so anyways uh what happens now uh so spike tv owns a percentage of TNA wrestling, right? And now they they really want to sell it. They do not want this thing. This thing is just it's that's not it's it's losing money, it's losing fan base. There's this thing going around called LOL TNA. Anything that they do turns into shit right now, okay? 
I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Dixie Carter uh, had really bad karma or if like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But at this point in the late 2010s, you know, close to 2012, you know, after 2015, around that time, TNA wrestling, you know, and maybe even earlier than that, like when they left, when, when Aces and Eights was there, that was shit. Claire Lynch, that was shit. AJ Styles getting lowballed and having to leave the company, that was shit. So ever since 2012, I guess, maybe even since Hogan came in, okay, since 2010, really, honestly, they've been going downhill. And they hit a low. They hit a low around the time they had the loss with Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan left, okay? Everything they touch turns into shit. And Spike TV does not want that. Spike TV does not want that. Spike TV put so much money into this company. They paid for Hogan. They paid for Sting. They paid for Bischoff. They paid for all the big WWE names that came in. Ric Flair, Mick Foley, Spike TV paid for these guys because they wanted TNA to to do something. But every time like TNA would get something good, they would shoot themselves in the foot. LOL TNA. LOL TNA. LOL TNA. I'm so hyped up right now, you guys. I don't know why. I'm just excited. I'm excited about some TNA nonstop action. Total nonstop action wrestling. Hell yeah, you guys. I'm excited uh, about some TNA wrestling. So Spike TV wants to get rid of this thing. Uh, and what do they do? Um, so so TNA is embarrassing, right? The letters. TNA is embarrassing. Hogan used to talk about it. How like you say TNA in a board meeting and it's like you're thinking, you know, tits and ass, baby. You know, we're like you're like, what tits and ass wrestling? You work for Hulk Hogan? You're Hulk Hogan and you work for tits and ass wrestling? Like, what kind of shit is that, right? So Spike TV's like, we're not gonna be able to sell this thing because people think it's gonna be called Tits and Ass Wrestling and they're not gonna fucking buy it. And the people that would wanna buy it because of the Tits and Ass Wrestling are gonna look at it and they be like, there ain't no tits, no ass, I don't wanna buy this bullshit. So like, what do they do, right? They change the name of the company. Spike TV pays to have the entire company rebranded to Impact wrestling so i don't know if you guys are familiar with professional wrestling i mean if you listen to this podcast i would hope you are um i don't know if you guys listen know about professional wrestling but like wrestling companies have acronyms right wwe nwa tna ecw uswa wccw like like i could just i could go i can go on for a week Okay, about all the different acronyms in pro wrestling. Now, in Impact Wrestling, there is no IW. There is no IW. There is no abbreviation for Impact Wrestling. That's not a good name for a wrestling company. You don't call your wrestling company Impact Wrestling. You don't name your wrestling company after your TV show. What the hell is wrong with you, Spike TV? But they didn't care because they just wanted to sell the bullshit and get it off their hands. All right, so Spike TV rebrands the company to Impact Wrestling. They, they, all the belts changed, all the logos changed, everything changed. One thing that was cool was their uh, their motto, their their slogan was "Impact Wrestling, Wrestling Matters," right? Because WWE is so anti wrestling nowadays. Well, I mean, at least those days, you know. And so, uh, <clears throat> I can't even talk. I'm I'm all choked up. I'm getting all choked up, you guys. And so. They went on, Spike TV went on to, to get the company uh, that, that's called TNA Wrestling, I mean, I'm sorry, Impact Wrestling, sold to Anthem Sports. 
Okay, Anthem Sports is this little entertainment company in Canada that purchased Impact Wrestling. I don't know how much they purchased it for. Probably like twenty bucks and a pack of bubble gum or something. But Anthem Sports purchases TNA Wrestling from Spike TV and Dixie Carter and the the Pen Energy and and whoever else, right? I don't know, really know. Maybe Billy Corgan. I don't know if Billy Corgan already opted out and, and maybe he got paid back for his ownership or whatever, right? But 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 Impact Wrestling is sold. To Anthem Sports. Now, Anthem Sports has a wrestling promotion that's called Impact Wrestling. They have all the belts. They have all the rings. They have all the logos. They have everything, right? They have all the history. They have everything, okay? Impact Wrestling, Anthem Sports. Now, Anthem Sports buys a small channel called Access TV, AXS, Access TV. So now, Anthem Sports has a place to put their wrestling company, which is really cool, right? And Access TV was already known for New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're already known for, for boxing. They're already known for combat sports, okay? Anthem is already, I mean, Access TV is already known for combat sports. So perfect. It's a perfect fit. So they get them, they put them on, on, on Access TV, they're Impact Wrestling. And, you know, whatever. They're trying, they're really trying to get rid of the LOL TNA stink, right? They're Impact Wrestling. They're moving forward with their lives. They're having fun. They're doing their thing. I don't really pay attention to them. I'll tell you what, though. 2018, 2019, they had a pretty damn good roster. You know, they had uh, Penta. They had, um, I don't know. But, like, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I should have watched this. You know, now all, like, almost all of their pay-per-views are on YouTube, which is really cool. So now I do go back. But, you know, I, I, I'm guilty of going back to, like, 04, 05, 06. You know, because that's like my glory days in, in TNA wrestling. And, uh, 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 but like 18, 19, 20, I don't know about 20, but like 18, 19, they did some good stuff, man. They had some good stuff. I tried to watch them a little bit after the pandemic was over, but they're so unwatchable. They're so unwatchable. I guess I watched them during the pandemic too, but they're so unwatchable, you guys. Like, like just their, their, their aesthetic was just not, not good to look at. They're, they didn't have, I don't know about the, I didn't really care about anybody on their roster. Uh, their commentary team was, was atrocious, especially uh, Aiden English. The Aiden English guy, he's awful. He's awful. He's so bad on commentary, uh, as well as Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker's in, in a different company, though. But he's awful. He's awful. He's so awful. He sounds like a Muppet. I hate him. I get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get Matt Stryker off my TV. Get Booker T off my TV. Get Wade Barrett off my TV. Why do all these wrestling promotions have the worst color commentary? The worst. I know why. Because AEW has all the good fuck, all the good people under contract. And they can't have them. But get rid of all those people, okay? Just put Veda Scott everywhere. Put Veda Scott in MLW. Put Veda Scott in NXT. Put Veda Scott in on SmackDown. Just put Veda Scott everywhere. Veda Scott is the best color commentator in the wrestling business today. And she doesn't she doesn't get the do that she deserves because she's on the independent level. But if you go watch West Coast Pro, GCW, um, New Japan Strong, uh, what else? She's everywhere, you guys. Go find out who the fuck Veda Scott is. She's the best commentary in the world right now. Anyway, um, so I couldn't watch TNA. It was really impact wrestling. It was really hard for me to watch. I called it TNA all the time. It was LOL TNA to me still. It was not great. It was not fun. It was just this this company that was just there. And and anybody who I didn't like, I was like, I helped do that impact. 
You know, like when Elias gets released, I'm like, I hope he goes to Impact. Because, like, I don't watch it. So, to me, Impact is just like this black hole abyss where people go and they're never seen again, you know? And that was fine with me. Because nobody ever really, I mean, I liked Mickey James, I guess. Um, I didn't care about Naomi, you know, Trinity. That's cool. Like, whatever. Like, I could take her or leave her, you know? And she went to Impact. So, she was in the black hole abyss. And I never saw her again uh, until recently. Um Anyways, I, I've been going on for way too long about this. Um, so uh, at the end, so at the end of last year, twenty twenty three, I was watching the TNA pay per view. I don't remember what it was called, and I don't remember it was November. I think I don't know. Um, but but they ended the show uh, by announcing the Impact Wrestling pay per view uh, that TNA Wrestling was coming back. TNA Wrestling was coming back on January thirteenth. 2024 they were going to rebrand back to tna wrestling and you guys i was excited i was excited about this um I, you know i started watching impact as much as i could you know to get to, into the characters that they have to kind of get into the aesthetic to kind of get into just the, the whole world i guess of impact wrestling i missed uh i missed billy k and peyton royce's whole run why because i wasn't watching impact wrestling i missed chelsea green in impact wrestling her and diana Prazo were tag team champions i missed most of diana Prazo's run and and, and impact wrestling you know i've seen diana Prazo more in nxt than i have in i'm just kidding um, but I, I am, I'm excited about Diana Prazo and, and AEW because she's really good. I did see some of her matches. I did watch the impact pay-per-views as much as I could. Um, she's awesome. I really, I'm really excited for Diana Prazo, uh, to go to that next level, you know, to go to AEW and to do her thing. All right, you guys, I'm here to talk about hard to kill because hard to kill is the first pay-per-view under the TNA banner of, of the new era. And it's exciting and it's cool. And like, I feel like they're doing things right. Scott Demore is the president of TNA Wrestling. And I feel like he hasn't been the president for very long. You know, maybe like a couple of years. Maybe like two years. Okay? Maybe longer. I don't know. And um, I feel like Scott Demore has been pulling the nose up. He's been doing good. He's been making this company something good again something respectable again and i like that and and you know it's been getting better and better right and then they finally come up with that little climax of tna impact is coming back or tna is coming back you know and and here we are here we are you guys we are in a world 2024 where tna wrestling exists and they're not a joke and they're dope as fuck and it's it's i look forward to thursdays i look forward to impact i used to say back in the day i would watch Raw on Mondays, NXT on Tuesdays, Dynamite on Wednesdays. I would have a completely free day on Thursdays, and I would go, oh, you know, I'm so glad there's no wrestling on Thursdays. And then somebody would go, oh, but Impact's on Thursdays. And I go, oh, wait, let me rephrase that. I'm so glad there's no good wrestling on Thursdays. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Impact hate. I'm sorry that I hate Impact so much. Uh, but I like them now. I like them now. All right, let's get into this this first show. Uh, this is gonna be called uh, TNA Hard to Kill. This was a while back. I'm sorry for the late the late review, you guys. But let's get into this now. Hard to Kill, uh, January thirteenth, twenty twenty four. Pre show: Rich Swan versus Steve Macklin. Uh, you know, I'm not really into Steve Macklin. He is Diana Prazo's husband. You know, that's cool. Uh, Rich Swan's all right. 
I'm surprised that these both these guys were on the pre-show. Uh, Steve Macklin got the win, and then he went on later on in the night, or the next day, or he said at some point that he was proud that he got the first win in the new era of TNA wrestling. Uh, backstage, Gia Miller interviews Eddie and Alicia Edwards, Brian Myers, Moose, and former NFL player D'Angelo Williams. Moose says tonight they will show the world why they should always trust the system. AJ Francis arrives. Uh, Low Bala uh, uh, debuted in TNA. Now, there's a few things that I want to talk about Low Bala's debut, okay? So the first thing that he said is, you know, AJ Francis, right? He talks about he makes money. He gets money, 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 money. He has so much money that he, like, paid for his spot to debut his music video, right? So it's not like... It's not like he, they signed him. It's like he contacted TNA and he was like, here's money. Let me buy a 10-minute spot for you on the on the pre-show. Okay, that's what they're presenting to us. Then he said that he's... I just bumped the microphone, I'm sorry. And then he said he's here to make change. Now, let me break this down for you. Making change can mean two things. One, what I believe he meant was make a difference. You know, he's going to change things a little bit. But he was talking about money, money, money. And then he talks about making change. This fool's making 75 cent paychecks or what? This fool's making 28 cent paychecks? Is he getting 38 cents for a match? What's happening here? How much change is he making? Is he making like enough change to put in the parking meter in the parking lot for his car outside? How much change is this guy making? You know, that's what I want to know. Anyways, him and DJ Who Kid came out there. They opened the show or whatever. They, they opened their music video. They played their video. It was garbage. It was fucking garbage, okay? AJ Francis is garbage. Everything he does is garbage. He can't wrestle. He can't rap. He can't talk. He's ugly. Like, everything about him is garbage. He's here to make change. Here, AJ Francis, here's 38 cents. Go the fuck away. All right, anyway, uh, he's interrupted by Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. And Joe Hendry came out, and he was like, oh, I see you like making music videos. I, was, I don't know why I was doing Dan in there. I see you like making music videos. I like to make music videos, too. And so then Joe Hendry played his music video, and it was like... You know, it was, it was like, uh, I, you know, I was making fun of him basically for falling off, out of the ring over the top rope, top flop dollar, you know, bullshit. And he was like, I'll never be the world champion, uh, the X division of the tag team. Uh, but there's one thing, I'm the cheese it champion. I don't know. He, like, it was crazy. So I guess he did a cheese it thing uh, at some at some bowl game earlier in the month. And he had a belt that said cheese it's Maybe cheese had it made for him because he was their spokesperson or whatever. And he had the belt that said cheese it's on it. And then Joe Henry is showing that. Just call him the cheese it champion. It was funny. It was cute. It was kind of dumb. And then AJ Francis and, and DJ Who Kid beat the fuck out of him. Like, AJ Francis, please go away, dude. Nobody fucking wants you in wrestling. Now, you know, like I said before, I always say, I hope to go to Impact Wrestling so I never have to see him again. But in this case, I will see him in Impact Wrestling because I watch it now. So go the fuck away. Go somewhere that I don't watch, you know? All right, so next up we had uh, The System, and this is still the pre-show, The System versus the TNA Originals, I want to say. It was uh, Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards taking on Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian. Now, Frankie Kazarian, actually, excuse me for a second. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, I'm gonna clear my throat. 
Now, Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian, they're they're originals. They're old school. They've been with TNA for a very long time. Like, a long time. Like, the early 2000s, okay? Kazarian has been there since, like, 2003. Sure, he left a couple of times. Sure, he, like, cut his hair or whatever. Sure, he changed his name. Sure, he dressed up under a mask and went by suicide. Sure, you know, he went to all kinds of places and whatever, whatever, whatever. He went to Ring of Honor and AEW. Sure, sure, all that stuff exists. But... When it comes down to it, Frankie Kazarian is Mr. TNA, okay? Frankie Kazarian is Mr. TNA Wrestling. You put him on the pre-show, on the pre-show, on the pre-show. Okay. Um, I don't even remember who wins this match, but I'm sure this little write-up that I'm listening to or that I'm looking at will tell me. The System won. The System won. Eddie Edwards hit the Boston Knee Party. Uh, Myers pins Kazarian for the win. Wait, Kazarian pins for a near fall. Myers hits Kazarian with a roster cut. Eddie King Eddie Edwards hits the Boston Knee Party. Myers pins Kazarian for the win. Uh, the winners are the system. We see a video package play to highlight uh, Tommy Dreamer and, and Crazy Steve, uh, which is a stupid feud. Countdown, still it's a pre-show. TNA Digital Media Championship. No DQ match. Tommy Dreamer versus Crazy Motherfucking Steve, y'all. I like I like that they, they didn't strip the titles. I like that they honored the champions. And they just they just upgraded the belts. They gave him the new belts. And and I like that. I like that they didn't strip the titles. They didn't do a hard reset. They did a soft reset. And I think that's pretty cool. I really, really do. All right. So uh, in this match, let's see what happens. Uh, here's your winner and new digital media champion, Crazy Steve. Uh, Eric Young voices the cold open to officially start the new era of TNA. He walks through the tunnel as the roster is standing on the stage. He reiterates, we are TNA wrestling. We are hard to kill. Eric Young? Why did they have Eric Young do that? I mean, he's really good friends with, with Scott Demore because they were both on Team Canada for a while. So that's, that's probably why. Um, you know, he knows he knows them. Uh, Ultimate X, Giselle Shaw, Zaya Brookside, Jody Threat. Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Danny Luna in a in a knockout Ultimate X match. It was really cool to see Zaya Brookside. I haven't seen Zaya Brookside since the Mae Young Classic. Uh, she's getting better. She's she's growing up because she was definitely younger, a lot younger last time. I mean, who everybody's younger, right? But you know, a lot younger. Um, so she's growing up. She's getting better in the ring. She's she has a good look to herself. Uh, one time, uh, Zaya Zaya Brookside uh, posted a picture of herself on Twitter. Uh, like, like standing next to her pool, whatever. She's like, oh, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, oh, whatever. And I, I commented, uh, Zaya Brookside, more like Zaya Poolside. And I thought that was, that was cute. All right. Anyways. Um, so, so this is a really good match. What happens in it? Um, Sorry, you guys. I know this is bad, bad podcasting. Um, let's see. Alicia crawls on the cable until Luna pulls her off. Alicia counters with the power bomb. With the, the counters the power bomb with a DDT. Okay, so Alicia was crawling across the cord. Uh, Jody Threat pulled her down. I mean, sorry, Danny Luna pulled her down and into a power bomb position, but she reversed it into a DDT. Are you guys with me? Alicia whacks everyone with the candlestick until Zaya hits a lung blower. Alicia flatlines Luna. Then Threat hits Alicia and Zaye with a double F5. Steals Tornado DDT's Threat. Shaw Spears Threat off the cables. Steals Luna and Shaw climb at the same time. But Luna is the first to fall. Followed by Steals 
and Shaw unhooks the X to win. Here's your winner, number one contender for the Knockouts World Title, Giselle Shaw, the quintessential diva. Backstage, AJ Francis. Uh, what am I doing? Okay, let me start that all over. <clears throat> Take two. Backstage, AJ Francis. I don't know why I'm just like being so loud. Uh, backstage, AJ Francis cuts a brief promo on his appearance earlier. Uh, the next match, PCO versus Dirty Dongo. I could really give a shit about either one of these guys. Uh, PCO sends Dongo outside only to go diving through the ropes. Back inside, PCO goes to the top. But Bravo attacks him for the DQ. Um, so that's that's his manager, John E. Bravo, which is a stupid name. Uh, Dango and Bravo beat down PCO until Rhino makes his way out. Rhino wants Oleg Vladimir Kozlov to enter the ring, but he backs down. Santino Morella comes out and says, this will become a three-on-three. And he introduces Jake something. Uh, the next match is PCO. Rhino and Jake something versus Dirty Dango, Alpha Bravo, and Oleg Produilala, whatever whatever Vladimir Kozlov's name is now in TNA. I think it's his real name, actually. Uh, what happens? Let's see here. Uh, Rhino and Oleg come face to face before turning blows. Dangle pulls Rhino by the hair, but Rhino launches Dango to the mat. Rhino gores Bravo. Something slams Dango onto Bravo. PCO goes up, lands the PCO salt on Bravo for the win. Here are your winners, PCO, Rhino, and Jake something. That was cool. Uh, it was really good to see Rhino. Uh, I like Rhino a lot. Uh, Rhino, I mean, Rhino, I talked about people being around for a long time. Rhino's been around since the late 90s, you guys. Rhino's been around forever. I remember when Rhino was the ECW rookie monster. When he was the ECW world champion. When he was the ECW world television champion. When he was an ECW just cussing up a storm. That was good times. All right, you guys. Uh, a mysterious woman arrives to the venue before MK Ultra suddenly makes their way out for an impromptu title match. A returning Decay come out. Knockouts World Tag Team Championship MK Ultra versus DK. Now, okay, so Decay won the tag titles, but that's not what the story is here. The story is here that that Jessica Havoc and and Rosemary, uh, aka Courtney Rush, have changed their gimmicks back to Decay. They're no longer the Death Dolls. They're no longer these like cute goth, bright color. Uh, sassy talking ladies you know they're back to being like undead which is fucking cool havoc fucking badass rosemary eh, she's okay but havoc badass so to have havoc back like this is exciting now i i am a huge fan of mk ultra i love masha i love masha you guys you have no idea how much i love masha slamovich she was GCW world champion for almost 2020 for almost all of 2023 or at least over half of it, you know, and, and killer Kelly. She's dope. I remember her in the May Young classic as well. Uh, just like Zaya Brookside, but killer Kelly amazing. She's dope. 
So, yes, MKUltra, huge fan. Huge fan of MKUltra. I'm sad to see them lose the tag titles, but I'm also happy to see Decay coming back. Decay, just stay away from Abyss and Crazy Steve, and I think you have something this time. Coming up next, uh, so TNA was, was promoting the show as uh, Worlds Are Gonna Collide. You have no idea who's gonna show up, right? And that made a lot of people talk. That made speculation happen. A lot of people were thinking, oh, Nick Nemeth... Some people even went as far as to say Triple H. Some people were like, Triple H is going to come and he's going to announce that the WWE is going to buy TNA Wrestling. No, 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 no. Okay, look, WWE isn't going to buy shit, okay? WWE isn't, isn't able to buy anything. If anybody buys something, it'll be TKO because TKO is the parent company. WWE can't buy anything. WWE can't own anything because TKO owns WWE and everything that WWE owns. So everything that WWE is is now TKO. So WWE can't be like, oh, we're just going to buy these people. No, they have to be bought by TKO. Unless like Triple H buys it or like Vince McMahon buys it out of his own pocket. But if they're going to spend WWE money, guess what? There is no WWE money because it all goes back into TKO. I think, I don't know how that works. I think is that, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like to me. Okay. That's what it seems like to me. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so he had the president, Dorian Rodan uh, of AAA show up. And Dorian Rodan and him shook hands and signed an agreement. They signed uh, a TNA AAA agreement, which is cool because now we're going to have so many cool people in TNA wrestling from AAA. So the first person for this agreement uh, was El Hito Del Vikingo. Now, if you don't ever heard of El Hito Del Vikingo, for one, I just call him Vikingo. So Vikingo is fucking awesome. He's crazy. He's like the greatest luchador in the world right now, you guys. He's a AAA mega champion for a reason. He's, he's all over the place. He's in Ring of Honor. He's in AEW. He's in TNA. He's in, I think he's in Japan. I don't know. He's all over Mexico. He's everywhere, you guys. He's on indie shows. He's he's everywhere. So El Hijo Del Vikingo uh, is the first person to come uh, to TNA uh, from this uh, from this. Uh, contract signing uh and then we had a triple threat match so it was uh the kingo representing triple a the triple a mega champion uh kashida representing new japan pro wrestling who also trained under scott demore who i found out on this podcast i'm not on this podcast on pro wrestling nation you guys on pro wrestling nation a long long time ago i interviewed scott demore and it was really fun i gotta find that interview and put it up uh and and the champion which is chris saban okay this match dream fucking match okay el hijo del vikingo kushida chris saban dream fucking x division title match dream match uh let's see how this match end all three men go down and the crowd chants for them saban sends kushida out uh but vikingo stays in bouncing off with a kick to the head vikingo knees saban in the head and then steps out with the 450 onto saban on the ramp Back inside, Vikingo covers. Vikingo goes up to the top. Kushida wipes his feet out. Hoverboard lock flips off the top onto the mat. Saban kicks to break it up. This is a lot. Oh, you know what? I'm not even reading the right part. Uh, let's see. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, yeah. Saban kicks to break it up. Kushida rolls Saban. Kushida traps Saban in the hoverboard only for Vikingo to stomp on them. On the ramp, Saban super kicks Vikingo and lands a Canadian destroyer. Oh my gosh, you guys. 
He did a Canadian destroyer to Vikingo on the ramp. That was a sight to see. Like, I literally go find this pay-per-view just for that. It might even be on YouTube. Go look for that because that was a crazy spot. <sighs> Man, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Kashida heel kicks Sabin and then goes up to the top with him. Sabin slips through and runs back to toss Kashida with a German suplex. Sabin lifts Kashida and manages the cradle shock for the win. One, two, three. Here's your winner and still X Division champion, Chris motherfucking Sabin. Go watch it. Chris Sabin is a darling. He's amazing. He's really cool. He's been wrestling for this company for over 20 years. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we had Josh Alexander versus Alexander Hammerstone. It's funny because it was like Josh Alexander versus Alexander Hammerstone. I guess they don't call him that. I guess they call him Alexander Stone. Uh, this was a good match. You know, it showed, it really like, really showcased Hammerstone because this is his debut in TNA. Hammerstone is so fucking dope, you guys. I love Hammerstone. Uh, he lost the match. But he hit all his big moves. He really showcased a lot. It was really good. I feel like, you know, you can't beat Josh Alexander because Josh Alexander is Mr. Impact Wrestling. Josh Alexander is probably the best athlete that they've had, uh, you know, in the last 10 years or whatever. He's probably the best wrestler that they've had. He beats everybody. He's really good. He even beat Hammerstone. Big fucking deal, right? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But, like, it was a really good chance for Hammerstone to, like, debut, showcase himself, show what he has, and then put over their top guy, you know? Hell yeah. Samurstone loses, but that's okay. We're not going to cry about that, are we? Uh, let's see. On the apron, Hammerstone plants Josh with a Death Valley driver. Alex lands a missile dropkick off the top, followed by a TKO cover. Uh, they trade blows in the center until Josh hits a couple of rolling forearms. Alexander Hammerstone turns Josh inside out before hitting a German and a sit-out powerbomb for a near fall. Josh forearms the neck, throws the German, C4 spike connects, Josh covers for the win. One, two, three, here's the winner, Josh Alexander. Uh, TNA World Tag Team Champions uh, was a triple threat match. It was ABC uh, versus the Grizzled Young Vets versus the Rascals versus Mike Bailey and the Laredo Kid. Uh, did I say triple threat? I meant a fatal four-way. Uh, it was crazy. It was a lot of shit going on. I liked Mike Bailey teaming up with Laredo Kid a lot more than I seemed to like Mike Bailey teaming up with Trent Seven. I will give you that. I will tell you that. I would rather see Mike Bailey team up with Laredo Kid uh, more so than I would like to see Mike Bailey team up with Trent Seven. Also, Mike Bailey should not team up with anybody. Mike Bailey should be singles champion. He should have all the belts. He should just be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Mike Bailey should just win the internet. He should just win wrestling. And just give all the belts to Mike Bailey. Thank you. That was our podcast, you guys. The Mike Bailey podcast. Uh, ABC retains. Uh, knockouts World Championship match. Trinity defeats Jordan Grace. I'm sorry. Trinity lost Jordan Grace. Uh, Jordan Grace became the new uh, Knockouts TNA World Champion, which is cool for her. Um, there's a lot of rumors that Trinity is going to leave TNA soon. Uh, I think her last appearance has already happened, or maybe she has one more appearance. Uh, but it's Rumble season, and she might be in the Rumble. Because apparently, uh, you know, as of January 20-something, uh, she's a free agent. She's able to roam about the cabin as she pleases. She has no... No compete clause. She can do whatever the fuck she wants, and she'll probably be in the Royal Rumble, which would be cool. Which would be really cool to see her in the fucking Rumble. I would love to see that. All right. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Uh, Dana Brooke 
is now known as Ash by Elegance, and she is at ringside. Jordan Grace becomes the new Knockouts World Champion, and we see Ash by Elegance clapping again at ringside as Jordan hugs Trinity. And then our main event was TNA World Championship. Alex Shelley defends the title against Moose. Moose, 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 Moose. Moose has the system with him for his entrance, while Shelley was accompanied by Saban and Kushida. Moose offers a handshake to start. Shelley stops it away. Moose shoves Ali's face, so Shelly spits water at him. All right, anyways. Uh, Moose ended up winning the world title, and it was this crazy thing. And then uh, the system came out to celebrate with Moose, and then Nick Nemeth, his name appears on the Titantron. Nick Nemeth appears behind Moose and then attacks him. Uh, Nick Nemeth runs out to the crowd to celebrate, rips off his, rips off his shirt to reveal a TNA shirt underneath to close the show. That's what happened. Okay, it was weird because I remember seeing him in the ring and I thought he was wearing like a white shirt or something. And then when I saw pictures of him, he was wearing a TNA shirt. And I thought it was fake or I, I didn't I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, oh, it must be from the tapings. I didn't know. So now I know that he tore, he took his shirt off to reveal a TNA shirt. That's cool, I guess. That's cool. So TNA... Uh, they had their first pay-per-view. Nick Nemeth is there. Uh, Moose is the champion. I can see them wanting to start things off with Moose as the champion, you know, because he's like everything that you would want in a champion. And he he had a good title reign, uh, you know, a year or two ago. I don't know when. Uh, I didn't watch it then, but, I, you know, I followed it online. I followed it online, so I know what's going on. So, yeah, Moose is good. He's a good champion. He had a good title reign, and he's going to have another good title reign. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Uh, the new era with Nick Nemeth. With Moose, is Moose a heel? Moose is a heel, right? Yeah, Moose is a heel. Um, so yeah, we'll see what Alex Shelley does. We'll see what Josh Alexander does. We'll see if Hammerstone sticks around. We'll see uh, if Will Ospreay does anything else. And we'll see whatever we see. Oh, also, I think it was already announced uh, going into the show that the next day they were doing a TV taping and, uh, and uh, Will Ospreay and Josh Alexander were going to have a match. So that's cool. All right, you guys. That was uh, that was the pay per view. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, one of my buddies, who's a TNA lifelong fan, uh, with me. We, we used to watch it together back in the day. I remember telling him that he should watch it. He said he was going to. I don't know if he did or not, but uh, yeah, that was TNA. Uh, let's talk about Impact. The Impact that happened. Follow the follow up Impact. I'm gonna take a quick intermission, and then we're gonna talk about some Impact. Are you guys ready? All right, quick intermission and go. All right, got that, got that, now I got this. Open this bad boy up. Cap off, motherfucker. Are you ready for some impact? I know I am. Oh, we kick things off with the six-way scramble exhibition match. Now, uh, I did not know that Jake Something was in the exhibition, but Jake Something is in the exhibition, apparently. Uh, it was Mike Bailey. Kushida, Jake something, El Hito Del Vakingo, Trey Miguel, and Laredo Kid. Uh, this is a good. This is a really good match. Uh, Vakingo bounces up and goes on a flurry of offense. Something catches him in the air and throws him over the ropes onto a couple other people. Kushida and Trey go back and forth as Kushida applies the hoverboard lock. Vakingo breaks up with a stomp. Kid hits Bailey with a Spanish fly off the top. Something hits Kid with Into the Void and pins for the win. One, two, three. Here's your winner of the six-way 
Exhibition Scramble, Jake something. It was kind of short. It was sweet. It was good. It was fast-paced. It was a great opening match. It's kind of what you would expect, you know, in this kind of uh, situation. After that match was over, we go to the back. Uh, Gia Miller speaks to Will Ospreay ahead of his anticipated rematch against Josh Alexander. Ospreay recalls beating Josh before and has represented wrestling across the globe recently. He challenges Josh to step up tonight. Um, a new vignette is shown for Ash by Elegance, followed by highlights of Giselle Shaw winning the Ultimate X at Hardcore Hard Hard to Hard to Kill. Uh, Shaw speaks and says that what she did, she did what she said she was going to do. Uh, she puts Jordan Grace on. Why can't I speak? She puts Jordan Grace on notice. Gail Kim enters the scene and tries to congratulate her. Kim tells Shaw that she doesn't need the help of the Shaw Taraj. Giselle ignores her and walks away. So Gail Kim was like, congratulations, you did it. And you did it on your own. You didn't need the, the Shaw Taraj and you don't need them. And she's like, fuck you, bitch. And she left. She didn't really cuss. Uh, Tasha Steeles versus Zaya Brookside was the next match. Uh, it was cool to see Zaya Brookside back. TNA did announce uh, during their pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, that they did sign Zaya Brookside to contract. So you you will be seeing a lot more of Zaya Brookside in TNA wrestling, uh, which is super cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Zaya plants Tasha with her face on her face and it hits running double knees in the corner. Cover. Steels comes back with the lung blower. Cover. Zaya catches Steels with a Brookside bomb and traps her in a pinfall for the win. Uh, Zaya Brooks is your winner. Uh, we see a replay of the AJ Francis situation, uh, chokeslamming Joe Henry on Saturday. Uh, backstage, Henry calls for them to let bygones be bygones. After all, he still has DJ Who Kid's laptop. And then it's revealed that Kid was taken out behind Henry. Wait, what? It's then revealed that Kid was taken out behind Henry. Okay, I don't get what they're trying to say. But anyways, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Eric Young defeated the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go back to this pay-per-view for a second because I thought that Frankie turned on Eric Young in the pay-per-view. And then I didn't see anything about it. Um, so hard to kill. I'm going to go back to hard because I have the results up still. I'm going to go back to hard to kill and see if that happened or if I imagined it. Because I thought I remember Frankie Kazarian turning heel on the pay-per-view pre-show and then the next day on Impact, they were teaming up again. And I was like, why are they teaming up already? All right, let's see. No, it doesn't say anything about that. I guess I just completely made it up. Um, but Kazarian turns on and Eric Young here. Uh, let's see. Uh, after, let's see. The winners of the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, after Kazarian gets upset and runs over EY with a clothesline, he stares at the camera and looks at the fans with a look in his eye before running back to kick his tag partner. Kazarian drops him with a fade to black. Uh, Vegas turns equally. Vegas equally turns their back on Kazarian as he walks to the back. Uh, the system is out at dinner celebrating their hard to kill performances. Moose finishes by reminding them to always trust the system. Uh, the next problem, the next segment we saw was was Nick Nemeth uh, coming out and speaking to the crowd. Uh, he said that uh, you know his path on TNA uh, is crazy. He's been coming here. He's after the world title. Uh, he respects the locker room to not just stroll in and, and take the title. Uh, it's his first day. He's going to start all over and earn his way to the top. Uh, this time he's doing it the Nick Nemeth way. 
uh, Steve Macken comes out. He calls out Nemeth for claiming to give, uh, claiming he gives to the business. Oh, he calls out Nick Nemeth for, for saying that he gives back to the business. He only gives, but he never takes. What? Uh, Nemeth tries, to, I don't know. Anyways, they go back and forth for a little while, and then they get into a little fight. And then uh, 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 Nick Nemeth, uh, let's see, uh, Nick will suck the blood out of TNA and go somewhere else. The fans will remember Nick Nemeth. They'll just ask, what happened to Dolph Ziggler? Ooh, he's a Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Macklin knocks his mic out. So Nemeth slaps him and then hits a danger zone to lay Macklin out. So I guess the zigzag is now called the danger zone, which is stupid. Uh, backstage, Gia speaks to Jordan Grace about becoming a three-time World Knockouts champion. Uh, Trinity walks up, congratulates her, and reminds her that she wants rematch and she wants it next week. Trinity claims that she will leave the champion once more. Uh, Jay Vidal uh, versus PCO. I don't really care. PCO won. Uh, backstage, we hear from the Motor City Machine Guns and Okada ahead of their six-man tag against the system next week. It's confirmed that we will see Grace and Trinity rematch for the title, plus Nick Nemeth versus uh, Zachary Wentz. Uh, and in our main event, this match was actually, this this show was actually pretty short because we had a very long main event. In our main event, we saw Josh Alexander, Mister Impact Wrestling, taking on Will By God Osprey, and that was a good match. It was a very good match. Uh, let's see how does the match end. Uh, this is actually a really long match. Osprey pulls off his elbow pad and kisses it. They meet in the middle of chops and strikes. Josh clotheslines him inside out. And the crowd comes unglued as Josh pulls off the straps. Osprey counters the C4 and goes for a Styles Clash. Josh rolls it into an ankle lock. Will tries to kick him off. Josh lifts Will into a Styles Clash. Near fall, Josh hits C4 Spike in response. And that does it. One, two, three. Here's your winner, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander defeated in back-to-back shows, uh, Alexander Hammerstone and Will Bygod Osprey. Uh, after the match, Scott Demore enters the ring and says, Holy shit! The crowd starts chanting in response. Scott recalls watching wrestling at his dying grandfather's bedside when he was four years old, and he's been beat up over the years all over the world. He saw Lowe's. He saw the dead corpse of TNA. He watched the fans. He watched the people like... Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay roll up their sleeves and manually pump the heart for TNA to live again. Scott expresses happiness over hard to kill. Will Ospreay versus Josh Alexander. TNA is back and it's never ever going away. Josh and Will raise hands to close the show. TNA is back, baby. TNA wrestling is motherfucking back, baby. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all. TNA wrestling is back. Uh... There's going to be cool stuff happening. Okada has a match this Thursday. It's a six-man, it's a six-person tag. Uh, Trinity, Trinity versus uh, Jordan Grace is going to happen. I'm really excited. They're taping more shows. They have more cool shit coming out. TNA Wrestling, dude, it's back. It's fucking back. So thank you for listening to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for your support. Uh, I will be here doing more recaps, more previews, all that fun stuff along the way. So be here, be here, be here. You know where to find us, uh, hypotheticalcomedy.com. You can find me at Funky Sam Medina on 
everything. And then I have a wrestling Twitter at PWN podcast. Also, uh, I'm going to announce it here right now, real quick. Uh, we are launching a new podcast. It is called TNA, uh, NWA TNA escaping the asylum. And it's going to be recounting the original pay-per-views of the NWA TNA. Um, so this is actually a good place to, to promote that. So we're going to go back in time. We're going to talk about TNA wrestling from the very beginning. And then we're also going to do a Patreon where we have a few cool shows lined up, like TNA Today, where we talk about the current stuff, um, TNA Superstar Profiles, where we kind of just go to different wrestlers and see what they got going on, and cool other stuff. I have cool exclusive interviews. I have, um, you know, from way back when, of, of old TNA wrestlers. Uh, check me out on Pro Wrestling Nation. I have all kinds of cool stuff there, and everything is going to be awesome, and everything is going to be cool. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace!